Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The Volume. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer to help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook now and use code JOHN. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code J-O-H-N, JOHN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. 467-369 in Connecticut help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What is going on, everybody? How are we doing? John Middlecoff, 3 and Out Podcast. Uh, what a night. Uh, Bills beat the Dolphins and end up with the same record as the Eagles and win the division. The Buffalo Bills, who were 6-6, six and six, went 11-6 and six and are the two seed. What a comeback by them. So the Buffalo Bills take out the Dolphins, who now have to go to Kansas City, which is supposed to be freezing cold on Saturday night, which is on Peacock. So make sure you guys get your subscriptions. So we, we, we will talk a lot about that game. Sean McDermott rallying the troops. Josh Allen going from zero to hero into a throwing a crippling season regular season ending uh, interception. We'll go through the wild card games. We know the matchups now, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday with the Philly-Tampa back-to-back years in Tampa Bay. Probably ready for a new uh, new NFC South team, but this is probably last year Tampa's going to make it, hopefully. No offense, Tampa Bay fans. I think you guys agree. Not a great team. And a couple other thoughts on Arthur Smith and Dennis Allen. Arthur screaming at Dennis Allen at the end of the game. 
Derrick Henry ending the Jags season, which, if you're Mike Tomlin, was pretty awesome. And because it led you into the playoffs, but the Jags, what a letdown. You know, I have Trevor Lawrence, all the hype, and that's what happens. So all of our stuff's on YouTube. Go subscribe, three and out, YouTube page. Uh, obviously, this podcast, if you listen on Collins Feed, make sure you subscribe to the Three and Out podcast wherever you may listen. We also, what else do I want? Thevolume.com, I got some merch. Anything else? We're going to have podcasts all week. So obviously, playoffs are here. Firings are here. A lot of content. So buckle up. But first, here's the deal. I need you to go to your app store. Whether you have an iPhone, whether you have an iPad, wherever you get your applications. And I need you to download a little thing. It's called Game Time, the official ticketing app of this podcast. Do you want to go to one of these playoff games? I have been probably to four or five playoff games in my life and a Super Bowl, and there's just nothing quite like... You know, the Super Bowl is a little more corporate, which is really fun, especially if your team's there. The one Super Bowl I went to, it was the Broncos versus the Panthers. I didn't necessarily... I wasn't rooting for either, though I had a lot of money on the Broncos, so I kind of was. But I've been to Niner playoff games. I've been to the Eagle playoff game. And there's something pretty special. So if you get the opportunity, if you live and your team is hosting one of these playoff games or your team is going on the road and playing in one of these playoff games, I highly recommend it. It's just, there's, it's basically game seven. <laughs> you know, it's the NCAA tournament. Survive, advance, the tension is palpable. Uh, but I need you to go to game time and search those tickets. And when you buy a pair of tickets, promo code John, promo code John, $20 off. $20 off in these inflationary times, though. Inflation, they say, is going down, but you go to the grocery store, you don't quite see it, but you got to want to save some money. $20 off, buy a pair of tickets, game time, promo code John. That was a football game because it felt, honestly, it felt the tension of that game, uh, how stressed both coaches look, like the team that lost that game was going to go home and their season was over. Like, if you didn't know, if you weren't a, a serious football fan, and you didn't have all the scenarios, and I just told you as you were sitting on the couch, you had it on mute, whoever loses this game is going to go home, you would have felt that. It was palpable from the television. And let's face it, let's start with the Bills. Because there was a moment this season when Ty Dunn, who I've known for a while, I like Ty Dunn, he wrote an article that would have been the definitive piece if the Bills would have imploded, because at the time, I think they were like 7-6, and six. maybe they were 6-6, six and six. it was not going well, they are firing Ken Dorsey, they were circling the drain. They were looking like a team who was likely, you know, to go 8-9 and nine or 9-8 nine and eight or just miss the playoffs. And since then, they won five straight, and now they're 11-6. and six. Think about this. The Philadelphia Eagles once upon a time were 10-1. and one. The Buffalo Bills once upon a time were 6-6. Six and six. They ended up with the same record. They're both 11-6. and six. The difference is the Eagles are the five seed and the Bills are the two seed. So basically, if they meet the Steelers, and we'll find out on TJ Watt, they're getting another home game. Two home games in Buffalo, pretty big deal. <laughs> so, I mean, what an incredible midseason turnaround by the boys in Buffalo, starting with Sean McDermott. Because after the article came out about the 9-11 pregame speech, even though it was from years ago, you know, a huge part of that article was him just being super tight. You can see it on his face a little bit. But here's the one thing I like. In football, even when you're a great player, you have to play under control. And the one Collinsworth was comparing Favre to Josh Allen. Well, Favre post-Holmgren was a major roller coaster. 
he wasn't exactly Mr. MVP. Still a great player at times, but it was hard to count on the guy. Why? Because as Collinsworth said, he had five interceptions and he still threw another because there was no containing him. And Josh Allen in the first half was insanely reckless. Multiple red zone interceptions. The play at the end of the half, when he throws it over the middle, where the guy catches it like the three or four yard line and gets crushed at the one yard line and time runs out. And Sean McDermott just said, that's unacceptable. That is not okay. That is reckless. That's losing football. You wouldn't get that in basketball. You wouldn't treat the $250 million player like that because optically you're not allowed to, even though we're all watching it. And Sean McDermott crushed him at halftime on a sideline interview. And you know what I said? Love it. Because we're all watching it. It's all, it's crumbling in front of our eyes. And this used to happen with Russell Wilson in Seattle. Everyone just went against Pete, right? Post-LOB, everyone just called Pete the Village Idiot, let Russ cook. The problem is you can't just depend on that level of play. And Josh Allen is a version like Russ times five because of his physicality as a runner. And he's much more reckless of the football. That's why he is compared to Favre sometimes, right? But he's built more like John Elway. And I thought in that first half, I'm like, the Bills are going to lose this game. And the big reason is going to be Josh Allen. And it sucks because I, I love the guy. I enjoy watching him. And then in the second half, once they had that punt return, it was on like Donkey Kong, and that guy took over. And he had a run in that game that looked like Cam Newton on the play where they called the defensive holding to Jalen Ramsey. But part of football, unlike these other sports, is you need your head coach to be on your best player. Because your best player can play out of control, and in the sport of football, you get one game. You don't get seven-game series. I don't get to make an error in the third inning and have it not cost us. If I throw a bad pick in the red zone, that might lose us the game. This was not some 35-30 shootout. This was a game that, honestly, once it got to 14-14, you're like, three points might decide this thing. It, it was, you know, both sides had a ton of dudes in the injury tent, in the locker room. They were losing guys. They were just dropping like flies. So the holding on to that football, honestly, what saved them is those, those turnovers happened in the first half. Because if that happens in the second half, they lose the game. You can't overcome that. So sometimes, in a weird way, turning the ball over, even if it is an incredibly stupid turnover, as those interceptions were, it's easier to overcome it if it happens in the first quarter than if it happens in the third or the fourth. But you could tell Sean was hot. And Sean took a lot of shit this year. Like, Sean's clearly pretty good at his job, right? He just is. Now, he's a defensive coach. Can he get a little tight? Even the fourth down play call, where there's nothing like trying to do the tush push that only the Eagles can pull off and everyone attempts to copy it, even if you have Josh Allen, who probably combined with Jalen has to be one of the stronger, more powerful guys at the position in the NFL. It didn't look like he got it. Maybe he got it. They blew the whistle for forward progress. But here's what I do know is the officiating crew had absolutely no clue where to spot it. Now, they, it looked like they kind of got it right, but completely guessing. I mean, just pulling out of their ass. Yeah, right here's cool. I mean, this is this is for the division on the line. You got McDaniel and Fangio over there. Their heart just beating out of their chest. And the ref's like, oh, just put it right here. You're like, what? This is crazy. That is one crazy element of the sport is on the short yard situations. 
when there is, <clears throat> I don't even know how many pounds of human between the five offensive linemen, between all the defensive linemen, the linebackers, the quarterback, no one can see anything. It's like, let's just, maybe here. Even the play before, the details when it comes to officiating, if you and I, in our given jobs, were as poor with the details as the officials in the National Football League, we'd all be on the streets. We'd all be in the gutter. Because there was a play a couple before the fourth down where Josh Allen, they run a quarterback like power sweep. He's smart enough to realize, I can't go out of bounds. He goes down. The problem was his hand touched the white. The clock should have stopped. But is no one fucking paying attention? Like, isn't that your job to watch the sideline? No one paying attention. Now, you could argue the Dolphins in a position, they don't have any timeout, so they can't challenge it. So part of it's on the Dolphins. Anytime late in the game, you are in a spot where you can't challenge because you have no timeouts with under four minutes left, that is on your operation. So they deserve some criticism there. But like, it shouldn't be their fault that the refs miss a guy touching out of bounds. But tonight wasn't about the refs because Josh Allen contained himself in the second half. I would imagine Sean McDermott got on him at halftime. And then defensively, I'm going to read you the sequence in the second half for the Dolphins because all I hear is how great this offense is. And listen, for a lot of games this year, they've scored a lot of points. They've scored a lot of touchdowns. You know, they've accumulated a lot of yards. But when it really matters for all the fucking marbles, because I got news for you. This team is not going on the road to Kansas City. I don't care if Brett Veach is playing wide receiver. He played at Delaware for Patrick Mahomes. The, the stat speaks for itself. They haven't won a game in under like 40 degrees in decades. I was just out eating dinner, watching the fourth quarter. My girlfriend and I kind of told her that stat. I'm like, they better win this game because they are not going on the road. She's like, well, why not? I'm like, because they have to go on the road to cold weather places and this franchise doesn't do it. It's like, oh, it makes total sense. How in Miami are you going to prepare to play in all those cold weather cities? Hint, you don't. Well, here's what they did in the second half. Three plays, nine yards, punt. Four plays, 11 yards, punt. That's the one they took to the house tying the game. Three plays, one yard, punt. Three plays, three yards, punt. And then the last series, he threw a pick. And he easily could have thrown a pick a couple plays. Here's what I will say about Tua. He is better than I thought he would be. Last year, I I thought he was closer to a below average player. He's solid. He, He really is solid. But tonight, you saw the difference of an absolute thoroughbred who can drive you nuts who can be reckless, but who is a $250 million player. And then you saw Tua. He's pretty good. And, and so he, listen, he made some really nice passes that Tyreek uncharacteristically dropped. Because I was thinking tonight, I would argue this, I think he's the third best wide receiver I've ever seen. Now, the argument tonight with the drops, probably not in my favor. But I don't think there's ever been a guy, beside Randy Moss, no one's gone deep better. I mean, how many guys besides like Jerry Rice, Marvin Harris, it's a short list, Antonio Brown is prime that could get open with ease. Any route. Go routes, hitch routes, ins, outs, comebacks, deep outs, you name it. I mean, wheel routes, put them in the backfield. He wants to get open. He can get open on every single play. Now, he put some balls on the ground, and it cost him. But ultimately, Tua... If the play isn't schemed perfectly, and Tyreek, who is truly, in my opinion, he's the third best wide receiver I've ever seen. Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, him. I'd have him above Terrell Owens, because it seems like, you know, this guy is a consistent winner. Terrell Owens drove everyone nuts. 
And you could say, like, Tyreek might look at me like, wait, you're putting Randy over me? How many championships that guy have? <laughs> Let's never forget. I, I helped win one, and I, like him, one of the greatest offenses ever. So was I. <laughs> Remember watching me play? So, like, he'd have an argument. His career does not look like he's slowing down. But the one thing with two is that ball floats. And anytime your ball floats, and that's Miami, where the weather tonight clearly wasn't that bad. What do you think happened when that floats in freezing temperatures and when the wind's blowing? It's just going to be very difficult to win. Now, I'm not acting like I would get rid of Tua, but it, it just, when I read people saying that, like, oh, you just got to pay him, pay him what? Pay him what? That, that's my question. Like, can I give him $30 million a year? Like, if I got to give him, if I got to give the Jalen Hurts contract, which let's face it, a lot of people are like, are, are we cool with this? Is this all right? Are we sure? And I like Jalen. And I would take Jalen over Tua every day of the week and twice on Sundays. But let's face it, this last couple of months, whether he's hurt, knee, now he's got a dislocated fingers. It's just, he, I promise you, no one's told me this, but Howie and Jeffrey don't sleep perfectly every night knowing that Jalen Hurts contract right now. They're hoping it is okay. No one hopes with Josh Allen. No one hopes with Patrick Mahomes. They would sign that every single day of the week, even after those picks. We're fine. Josh can be all right. He's going to figure it out. You just don't think that with Tua. And to me, like, listen, Vic Fangio is an elite defensive coordinator. Miami is now a well-run operation, a lot like the Bills. Forever with Belichick and Brady, listen, it went viral probably a couple months ago when uh, Brady made those comments about the NFL not being as tough as it once was. Right, it just maybe I forget the exact word and verbiage you used, but basically like the play's never been worse. Just kind of talking shit about today's NFL, and Alex Smith chimed back immediately and was like, "Yeah, your division really sucked." And it was like, "Well, Alex, I watched them play you a lot. <laughs> I watched them play everyone else who was good: Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Denver with Peyton, Indy with Peyton, and beat them all consistently." Now, the one thing they benefited a lot from is. Miami, Buffalo, and obviously the Jets, for the totality of Brady and Belichick's time together, was pretty consistently inept and not well run. Now Buffalo is really well run. Now Miami looks really well run. The difference, though, of the two franchises, because listen, John McDermott's proven to be a really good coach. Mike McDaniel, through two years, proven to be a really good coach. The quarterback is kind of the separator. We talked about it last night on the pod. Is Listen, I think D'Amico's a rocket ship. I was with the Eagles when we traded for him after he tore his Achilles. He was never the same as a player. But a huge reason we traded for him was the character, the leadership, just the total package. And if he wanted to coach, like he was going to become what he became. He turned out to be a coach, and look what he is. But D'Amico, with an average quarterback, is not in the playoffs. To be a good coach, like, listen, Phil Jackson's an awesome coach, but without Kobe, Shaq, and Michael, I'm sorry. If I give him a couple random NBA players, he ain't winning championships, right? Bill Walsh needed Joe Montana. Belichick needed Brady. It's the way the sport works. And to me, McDaniel, there is a ceiling on what they're doing as long as they're with Tua. The problem is they're in the spot where he's good enough that you can't just randomly replace him, so you're kind of stuck with him. But now we're talking money. And, you know, you saw Burrow, you saw Herbert get extended. He proved he could be durable, and he definitely proved that he could be good enough to get you back to the playoffs. But part of the reason Jalen got a lot is he outdueled Mahomes in the Super Bowl, right? He won multiple playoff games. What's going to happen when you're one and done in Kansas City and you lose like 13 to six? 
in negative 10 degrees, right? So I, I think the Dolphins have a problem when it comes to their quarterback. Now, you could argue it's a first-class problem. It's a good problem because they can still win with it. But in football, this is a business. This isn't peewees. We're not playing fantasy. Like, contracts end. This is real life. You get a contract. Four years, you pick up a fifth-year option. Well, this is his fourth year. Next year is a fifth-year option. Ideally, you don't want to play guys on a fifth-year option because it's all guaranteed. It all hits your cap the same. It's why you extend guys. So you can, you know, uh, basically manipulate the money on the books. When you franchise a guy or they play on the fifth-year option, there's no manipulating the books. If the number's $28 million or $32 million or $18 million, that's the number on the books, right? A lot of guys sign, like, oh, so-and-so signed for, you know, $120 million. And then, like, what's his cap hit? Oh, it's $11 million this year, right? It's why the franchise tag, a lot of teams attempt to avoid it at all costs because you don't want to carry a big number for a player, especially when it's a quarterback, on your salary cap because nothing you can do about it. The number's the number. If it's $30 million, it's $30 million. Like, look around a lot of these quarterbacks right now. I bet their cap hits aren't $30 million, even if they have huge money. Deshaun Watson signed for $230 million, all guaranteed. His cap hit this year was $19 million. So the, the Tua thing becomes complicated moving forward, and I don't like him at all this week. And props to the Bills. And this is the thing about football. You know, I, I say it all the time. Most of our jobs... Right, you're just kind of worried about you. You're kind of worried about you, whether whether you work in an office setting, no matter what you do, right? E- even if you know, as the team does well, as the company does well, but you're really just focused on yourself. Football is the ultimate team sport. So even if you are focused on your production and doing your job, it's about the totality of the group, and it's why it's so easy to insulate yourself if you do all like each other and you do have the talent when crazy shit happens. And that article was pretty crazy. I mean, it was just. It talked a lot of shit about it from a lot of people. I mean, it wasn't, Tydown's not making this stuff up, but they rallied around him. If they didn't like the guy, they would have gone the other way. But they just rattled off win after win after win after win after win. And now they're fucking hosting back-to-back playoff games if they handle business, which I expect them to do against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And let's, let's talk about that a little bit. I'll just fly through the wild card games. The wild card weekend, or they're calling it like uh Forget the name. Crazy Wild Card Weekend or Super Wild Card Weekend. It's just Wild Card Weekend. Cleveland at Houston. Like I said, Houston's an amazing story. They, they've had an awesome year. And CJ Stroud and D'Amico, if they were a stock, I, I would find a way to bet six figures on them right now. But I think it ends. And I think they lose. And I think Cleveland is a tough matchup because defensively, Jim Schwartz, the physicality, it's a little different animal than Indy, who, I got news for you, their defense sucks. So I, I, I like Cleveland in that spot. Now, the wild card is Flacco. Flacco's had a remarkable year, and his comeback story is if DeMar hadn't taken on death and beaten it, literally overcame death, Flacco wouldn't win the comeback award. They might rename it Joe Flacco. It's one of the great comeback stories I've ever seen. 38, 39 years old hadn't been good for five years, was on the fucking couch, was taking his kids to school every day, played in the league last year, so it wasn't like he'd been out of the league a couple years, was literally on the Jets, looked terrible. A couple years ago, was on the Broncos, looked terrible, looked awful. Then he comes in, he's just throwing touchdowns after touchdowns, leading a team that was about to implode because of all the quarterback injuries. 
to the playoffs easily, where even in week 18, they didn't even have to try. So you never know. Maybe he has a, a clunker in him. If he has a clunker, CJ's rolling. Maybe they could pull an upset because I think the Browns are favored, but like, it's like minus one and a half. But I, I think I like Cleveland in that spot. Miami at Kansas City. I couldn't like Kansas City anymore in this spot. I don't care how crappy their wide receivers are. Uh, I, I don't care how weird this season has been. Kansas City is not losing at home in freezing temperatures to Mike McDaniel and Tua. That, that, this, this offense isn't set up to go in that environment. So I, I'm shorting the Dolphins hard in that spot. I don't like, I love the Chiefs this weekend. Bills at the Steelers. As of recording this, I don't know TJ Watt status. I think it's fair to assume uh, he will attempt to play if he's able to move around. Obviously, when you sprain your MCL, it's a problem. So, I mean, obviously, there's a good chance he doesn't play. I said it from the jump. The Steelers never should have been in that position. They should have been in a position that TJ didn't even need to dress. Now, obviously, they had to win to just give themselves a chance. And then today, the Titans took care of business. But I think the Steelers, a lot like the Dolphins, are one and adios. It's been fun. See you later. Green Bay at Dallas. Uh, this is a ratings bonanza. I mean, these are obviously the Cowboys are the biggest brand. Packers are a top five brand. I think Packers are about to run into a buzzsaw. And as I told Colin earlier today, Jordan Love is sweet. Jordan Love is so much better than I ever thought he could be after he had like his first good game. Obviously, early on in the season, I probably talked a lot of shit. He was terrible. Well, he hadn't played, and I probably jumped the gun, but it's football. You can only give an opinion based on the games you see. The second half of the season, that kid has fucking been awesome. He has looked like a top 10 NFL quarterback. Today, what he did to the... I love the Packers this weekend. One, Justin Fields can't throw from within the pocket. He's thrown five touchdowns since the middle of November. Everyone given, you know, the anointing the Bears... Like, have you seen who they're playing one? And offensively, are you guys out of your mind? This guy's not going to be on the team next year. I bet on him simply because, one, it was in Green Bay. And two, I just thought the, the Packers had a huge quarterback advantage. And it was on full display today. Now, I think the Packers are going to run out of magic here. <laughs> I think this is a tough matchup. Uh, in the Dome, obviously the Cowboys play better there. I think Dallas lights them up. Because I don't think the Packers have any chance to stop them. I, I, do, th- I do expect Jordan Love to make a couple plays. If I had to make an early prediction, 35 to 20. Rams at Detroit. Uh, I got to know who's healthy for Detroit. That's my first take because every time I looked up today and I had them in one of the boxes because their game didn't matter. Dan Campbell thought it mattered. They looked like they were losing a guy every other play. Even the guys they didn't necessarily lose, like St. Brown's, you know, crutching off the field. So I'm not just going to pick the Rams yet because I think a lot of people are but I understand leaning that way. I do think everyone wants to pick against the Eagles, and I I think this, because the Eagles were playing so shitty, they threw them on Monday night, because ideally you would not want to play on Monday night football. But the Eagles don't deserve to play anywhere that they want to play. And I, I think Nick Sirianni is in major trouble. And I've been saying this from the jump. I told Colin this. I believe this to my core. I am not looking for a CEO in the NFL who is 40 years old. I'm hiring you 
One, because I think you can evolve as the leader of the entire team if you've never been a head coach, and most young coaches have never done that. But because you have an expertise. I watched Matt LaFleur this season, especially the second half, call plays with his young quarterback and go, you know what Matt does? He impacts every freaking game. I watched Eberflus have to fire his buddy because who knows what happened. Take over the defense. They trade for Montez Sweat, and you go, you know what? Is Eberflus some great head coach? No clue. But is he a good defensive coordinator? Yeah, he is. I like my, I watched Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan with backup quarterbacks today to call plays against each other. I like my young coaches to call plays. I don't even think that's too much to ask. Why am I hiring you? To lead the group? If I wanted a leader, I'd go ask Warren Buffett if he has a good leader. I'd go hire a bunch of coordinators. I just do not know what Nick Sirianni does. No freaking clue. None. Someone DM'd me the other day. He's like, you know, you, you threw out like, you know, he's kind of like Tomlin or Harbaugh in terms of just leading the crew. It's criminal to c- compare him to those two guys who have both been doing it for a combined like 30 plus years. Is Nick Sirianni some great motivator? Because sure as hell doesn't look like it right now. And I'm, listen, I, I got nothing against him. I'm not trying to crush him. I, this isn't personal, right? I just, I just don't know what he's doing. I, if I was Jeffrey Lurie, I'd just, what's going on here? Because I watched the offensive coordinator, which is his side of the ball, go to Indy, and him and Gardner Minshew won two less games than us. And if it wasn't for the running back dropping the ball, they would have lost one less game than us. So the Colts team, and I understand divisions and you know the Eagles schedule. I, I, listen, I, I'm not saying it's apples to apples, but the, the, the point of the story is, you're telling me that Colts game, that Colts team was one drop pass potentially away from 10 wins, and we just won fucking 11? I got a $250 million quarterback. I have the best offensive line in football. I got weapons everywhere. I got a high-priced defensive line with a bunch of high draft picks. What is going on? The Eagles have to... Listen, I've been in that building. (laughs) Tensions are going to be high this week. High. Now, I don't think Tampa can beat them. Because Baker Mayfield's limping around. I don't think Tampa's any good. The crazy thing is, the best team in that division right now is the Saints. You know, if the Saints were going into the playoffs, they would have more, more, more momentum. It's harder to win in New Orleans. We saw Tampa last year. I, I guess this team is better, but, you know, the Cowboys went in there. Now, the Cowboys, that version of the Cowboys was better than this version currently of the Eagles, but won that game like 75 to 10. Remember Dak threw like 10 touchdowns, had the best game of his career. This game could be tighter. This game get weird. In any game right now the Eagles play, they can lose. <laughs> There's no way around that. Any game the Philadelphia Eagles play, they can lose. And honestly, you're not shocked when they're losing the game. I was a little shocked today when it got to like 24 nothing, But when it was 7 nothing, it's like, oh, I, I could see the Eagles being in for a game. Even when it was 14 nothing, you're like, ah, I, I could see this. Maybe it was 17 nothing. I forget the score sequence. Once it got to 24 nothing, I thought, this is kind of crazy. Are, are they just legitimately not even trying? completely mailing it in. Don't coward this. Watch, the, watch football all day today. Most teams playing pretty hard. Giving it their all. Trying. Watch the Ravens yesterday. Think about this. The Ravens against a divisional rival. Against a team they hate. Eagles and the Giants hate each other. Ravens and the Steelers really hate each other. Ravens, bunch of backups. You know what they did to the Steelers? We're going to give you all you can handle. 
we're going to play. You know why? Because organizationally, we hold ourselves to high standards. Organizationally, when we play a game, whether it's Lamar Jackson, whether it's Ray Lewis, or whether it's some practice squad guy that gets elevated that most fans have never heard of that played at some Division I AA school, that guy is going to be tasked with playing his balls off and doing everything humanly possible to win the game. And then you watch Sirianni's team today, you're like, what is going on? This is an embarrassment. And I'd understand, like, if they had nothing to play for. But at the time, early on in the Cowboy game, they were down, like, 10-7. Like, hey, Dallas, you, you guys don't need to try either. The Eagles are done. Wave the white flag. So I, I just got the Sirianni situation. You lose to Tampa, it's all on the table. That's all I'd say. He loses to Tampa, and he's lost. See, they were 10-1, and one, and now they're 11-6, and six, so he's 1-5 in his last six games. He would go 1-6 and six in his last seven games and losing the first round to Todd Bowles and Baker Mayfield. I'd say he'd be in some trouble. And an- another guy who's in trouble, and by the time you're listening or watching this, might be relieved of his duties. I thought today was an embarrassment for Arthur Smith. I understand in peewees, in high school football, when you're trying to influence people under 18 and help give them life lessons, you know, even though it wouldn't bother me, I, I get it. You know, high school coaches, you don't want to run up the score, uh, you know, the discrepancy of talent sometimes. But in Division I football, and definitely in the sport where everyone is paid, a lot of guys paid enormous sums of money, there is no such thing as running up the score. It does not exist. So even though they went to a victory formation and Jameis in the huddle uh, decided to get Jamal Williams a touchdown, his first of the year, I don't care. It should not piss you off. Because as Jameis said, listen, guys, we were up 41 to 17. 41 to 17. And for Arthur Smith to go to Dennis Allen, And honestly, kind of pisses me off that Dennis Allen apologized. Even if deep down he was mad at Jameis, I would have told Arthur Smith, kiss my ass. You know why Arthur Smith's really mad? One, he's coaching for his job. And two, Dennis Allen and Derek Carr just curb stomped him in front of Arthur Blank, who's over 80, doesn't have that much time left, has to know his job's in major trouble. I liked Arthur Smith was he was in Tennessee. I remember that stretch of football where they went on the road to New England and they went on the road to Baltimore and they beat the shit out of Harbaugh and Bill Belichick and did the Tom Brady era. Was an excellent offensive coordinator. As a head coach, it's been really bad. And sometimes, like listen, his dad created FedEx from nothing. His dad is an elite CEO. Do you know what Arthur Smith is? Just a good number two. There's nothing wrong with that. One, he... Obviously, he doesn't, family money, who knows how they break it up. Regardless, I, that doesn't, I see so many people like, oh, it's daddy's money. Who cares? Like Arthur Smith proved, it's, it's not like his dad was in football. He was a good NFL coach as an offensive coordinator. Awful head coach. And this year was really embarrassing what they did with Desmond Ritter. But today was the icing on the cake. And getting back, I, Jameis is trying to be political. Jameis, good guy. Dennis Allen, if I was the Saints, we missed the playoffs. I clearly kind of like the guy. Today, like, you think Sean Payton would have walked up to Arthur Smith, even if he was mad at Jameis, and said, hey, man, I'm sorry. When Arthur Smith said that's effing BS, 
Sean Payton would have said, F you, kiss my ass. Because Arthur Smith, this is everyone's getting paid. If you can't stop me, quit, take your team into the locker room. This is not, there are no life lessons on Sunday. There's, there's no, this is all about scoring as many points as you can, winning as big as you can, especially a guy like Dennis Allen who's trying to save his job. So Arthur Smith easily gets the loser of the week. I can't even overstate how just awful that is. If I was an Atlanta Falcons fan, I would want him gone so fast Monday morning. That, that's embarrassing. for That puts a stink on the franchise. That's what he did. He put a stink on the franchise. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses Get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And last but not least, the Jags. I've been saying this about Caleb Williams forever. Hype is something that just grows on itself when it comes to athletics. Hell, I mean, it happens in the stock market. We've seen it happen with AI. It happens in all sorts of industries. It happens in politics. It's something that just gains momentum and can't slow down. And when it comes with prospects, Once you hit a certain kind of threshold, there's no stopping it. K-1 
Caleb got there like a year ago. It's like, oh, this guy's the number one pick. Can't He's going to be the number one pick. Happened with Zion. Happened once upon a time. Like LeBron's and Bryce Harper's. Some guys live up to it. Andrew Luck. Some guys like Tank Fertua. Turns out, no, you shouldn't tank for Tua. You'd rather have Justin Herbert. And obviously Joe Burrow, a behind him, no-brainer. The hype on Trevor Lawrence is some of the strongest. And this is not just media. This is from the NFL we've ever seen. And he simply hasn't even come close to living up to it. Today, down the stretch of that game, he was horrendous. The, the game-ending incompletion was something you'd see like from a third-string quarterback. It wasn't even close. And I say this all the time because we're so quick. Well, what's he going to have to get paid? How much are you going to have to pay him? Who cares? You don't have to pay him yet. Brock Purdy, what are you going to have to do once you pay him? He's still got two years on his contract. What the hell's a rush? <laughs> like, Patrick Mahomes won an MVP and won a Super Bowl. Okay, I'll pay the guy. Do you think the Eagles wish they might have just played it out with Jalen Hurts? Would they have saved some money? And listen, I understand why they paid him, but everyone's always in a rush because... If you pay him early and he continues to be sweet, you get a discount. Mahomes, Josh Allen. But if you hit some bumpy roads, it's an utter disaster. And to me, Trevor Lawrence right now, I'm not even offering you a contract. I'm picking up the fifth-year option. Like, it, it played itself out. You're not getting a contract offer. You're under contract. I'm picking up your fifth-year option, and you will play out the fourth year. And if you ever want that huge money that a lot of these guys get, You better start winning some big-time games. You better start playing like the player that you were hyped to be because right now it's not even remotely close. You tell all the coaching, the I'm just watching him. A guy can be open, and he skips the ball. Maybe he's injured. Maybe he's not, but it's just like, it's just not even remotely close to being good enough. In the Titans today, and the Vrabel thing is one of the more bizarre things out there because Titans clearly want him back. Feels like Vrabel doesn't want to be there. He's not going to get fired, but he might want to leave. I don't know. We'll see how this plays out over the next couple of days. He didn't want to lose today. And he had that team ready to go. And they hit the Jags directly square in the jaw. And the Jags folded. Like, that game felt over about midway through the game. Derrick Henry, who clearly just played his last game for the Titans, they gave him the mic after the game. He, he talked to the fans. He called the greatest eight years of his life. Honestly, he had one of the great four or five-year runs. and as a running back I've ever seen, especially in this modern era when no one runs it, but just an awesome player. He destroyed them today. Had 150 yards and was just manhandling them physically. And the one thing if the Jags, obviously, the, you know, if they ever want to be taken seriously, the quarterback has to play at a much higher level. And God, their team is soft. I mean, that was, I'm glad they lost, though I don't think Pittsburgh deserved to get in with the Trubisky debacle this season. I did not want to watch the Jags again. I wanted them to go away. So props to the Titans for winning that game and allowing us to watch. I think Bill's hand or Pittsburgh, but that's to me just a better game for our viewing pleasures Sunday morning. The volume. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. 
Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 